Are you setting the prices from what the competition is setting? Hi, I'm Mikhail Pitsner, and we are now in our third series in the Automated Millionaire video slash podcast series. And it's our third series where we are looking at the mistakes that business owners do, especially when it comes to the topic area of setting prices. In this particular one, just as I said right at the opening here of this episode, I said, are you setting your prices compared to what your competitors are doing? So in other words, you're looking at what the competitors are charging and say, okay, that's the going rate, that's the market rate, and I need to set my prices according to them because otherwise nobody's going to buy with me. Well, in this episode, I'd like you to really think about this for a moment because you may be doing a great mistake. You may be pricing too low. Maybe your cost structure is not the same as your competitors. Or maybe the competitors, just a, a lot of the business owners that I met, and I mean no disrespect when I say so because all my clients have been really, really smart. They are really, really smart. They are great business people and so on. But sometimes, they don't actually calculate out what their true cost structure is, especially when it comes to setting prices. So when they're setting prices, again, like I said, they very often invariably will just say, well, the market rate, the going rate for, you know, a service hour of what I'm selling, you know, HVAC companies, house painters, uh, electricians, whatever it is, they're setting the price according to the local going rate for that kind of services. And they're thinking, well, I need to be right around that price. But their cost structure may be vastly different. The other problem is that you sometimes have, like I said, your competitors don't know how to calculate. So they have actually set a price which is way too low. They might not be making money. And now you're coming in with your business and your cost structure which may not match theirs at all anyways. And now you are setting a price according to what they are setting. And maybe they're actually making, making a lot of losses. And now you're basically leaning up against that. And soon enough, you'll be making losses. Now, you remember I've said now in a couple of episodes, including yesterday's episode, we talked about if you can differentiate yourself by being a preeminent supplier of your services or of your products, you might actually get away with selling at a higher price. A great example of these kind of things is, you know, when you look at the grocery stores. So grocery stores here in Florida, South Florida, we have uh, places like Winn-Dixie, which is kind of like the cheaper place to go. But it's also, you know, you go there and it it's also appears cheap a little bit. It has like a demeanor of it's not quite as clean and upscale. At least that's my personal opinion. You know, I don't mean to harm any particular local company or any other company out there. But it, it's it's kind of at a lower rank and maybe even attracting more uh, clientele who is always on a budget of money. Now, then you have Publix, which is a grand step up from there. It seems a little bit cleaner and so on. But, you know, again, once in a while, it's like, you know, some of the produce and so on are actually kind of a little too old. And, you know, like the raspberries are already with mildew on it and so on. Or then you have the whole foods. And so most people might agree with me that the whole foods seems to be at a much higher price. But as a consumer, if I had a whole foods around me, like a little bit more locally, I don't really right now. If I had, I probably would do most of my grocery shopping there. 
Instead, here in my little local area, I have something called a fresh market and so on. Again, it leans a little bit more about the whole foods. It seems fresher, it seems high end, it seems high scale and so on. It probably comes at a premium. I have to admit, honestly, truth be told, I don't look at, okay, a pint of milk is X amount of things and a gallon of this is X amount of things and how much is it here and how much is it there. I don't really look at that, but I do as a client, client a, a clientele, a typical client of this kind of clientele who goes to places like that. I value, you know, certain things like the proximity. It's not the closest, but I invariably choose it over all the others. Why? Because I sense it. It gives me an, a feeling that the produce is fresher. The produce has more availability of organic or other lifestyle choices that I like. So maybe it even has some ethnicity in the food choices. You know, maybe if I'm going for French, I get a higher quality of the fine French cuisine or French cheeses or something. When we speak about the Italian side of things, well, maybe they have some sauces or some uh, pasta and so on that is, you know, of a homemade quality and so on, in addition to more, you know, standard uh, shall we say, quote-unquote, factory uh, products. So I hope you get the gist of it. So I think that the challenge of setting the price just according to market or according to competition is, for one, your cost structure may be vastly different. Your cost structure in your business may be vastly different from all of those others. If you're competing on a product or, or a, com a commodity, um, and you're competing yourself with or comparing yourself with the Walmart. Well, we've spoken about that in another episode also, but basically the Walmart structure may be so different than, from yours because their purchasing power is so big. They buy in such large quantities that their per item prices into their stores might be at such a low price that they can actually afford to sell at a low price. But you're in your store, in your uh, complexity, you may not have availability of that kind of purchasing power, not the same kind of volume and so on. So for you to try and compete on price is just invariably it's going to be futile and invariably you're going to lose out on that uh, uh, war and invariably it's going to be a, a losing battle. I definitely suggest that you just try and focus on, well, how else are you differentiating you? yourself so that you can charge the price that you need to according to your cost structure. I've also said in previous episodes that you always have invariably somebody who doesn't know how to calculate, who is there's always some other fool who is willing to sell at a lower price. They, typically, if we're starting our business, we tend to discount our rates and we tend to discount and lower the price because we feel that that's the only way we can attract clients and it's the only way that we can sell something because there are all these other established com competitors out there and now we're trying to muscle our way in, gain some market share and so on. Invariably speaking, unfortunately, if you really look at it, you'll have a hard time actually getting the business out of that. Sometimes you can come in and you can say, okay, I'm setting a market penetration price. So I'm really deliberately undercutting the price to gain a large market share. I believe uh, if memory serves me correct, we'll come back to that specific case scenario in future episodes. So please look out for that one. But basically speaking, what you'll find is for most businesses and so on, it's actually difficult 
to really make that happen and then turn that price up again to where it needs to be and now you end up having a good business. We'll look at it also when it comes to discounting in general that typically speaking we're discounting too high a rate and that we rarely will recoup those kind of um, discounts or money we left at the table and then recoup it back into the business. But that again is also for a future episode. For now all I want to say is like please adjust your thinking a little bit and consider okay should you sell at the market rate or are there ways in which you can do better. Uh, one of the businesses that I've been involving on and off for many years and I love them to death and have great great products and so on, they've always been very concerned about selling at a much higher price which I honestly think first of all their cost structure demands and secondly I think their quality and performance of their product and so on is much grander so I think they could get away with a premium price but they're so focused on a competitor who to a large degree I have to admit have ripped them off on design on even color schemes and a lot of things and so on but they don't really have the level, level of brand recognition they don't have the level of performance they don't have the level of quality when you really look at the products compared A to B and so on and yet you know the, the end bottom line is that the salespeople in the business and even up on the management level and so on they are very concerned about charging much more than in competitors. In my book honestly I believe it's a huge mistake like I said to you before you know when I ran the limousine service company all my competitors were really really good they were doing a great job at what they did but they weren't having the benefit of the brand recognition that my company had. So even when all else failed, just for the mere fact that I had the brand recognition, I was able to charge a premium. Doesn't mean I wanted to rip off people, but I wanted a good business. So just alone for the brand recognition, I could charge more. And I bet you can see that in any industry. Like there has been um, another Danish, uh, my home country, Danish uh, company called Lego. You know, they have this building blocks and plastics for kids and so on. Fantastic toys and one of the best toys in my personal opinion. But they can definitely sell at a premium compared to sometimes there are these cheap competitor products that basically rip off the idea and try to emulate the Lego product. Typically speaking, they last for a few years and they either Lego somehow you know, gets recognized that the patents and so on are, are um, being violated and soon enough they're out of the loop or I don't know, maybe they actually buy them up and get rid of them. But at, the, at any rate, in any industry, uh, lipsticks, right? I'm sure you'll find that a lot of the L'Oreal products are selling at a much better rate than a lot of a no-name brand is selling at. You'll find it in clothing. We've talked about the premium products and so on and so forth. So in other words, when we are talking about setting prices, I want you to, to urge you to not be forced in your mentality, in your mindset, and in your way of going about it, of just setting your price according to the market level. If you just do that, you might not be hitting the numbers that you need. You might leave a lot of money on the table. You might be trying to compete with a cost structure that does not fit your cost structure. 
and you might be up against that this invariable loop where people are comp uh, competing on prices and the spiral goes down and down and down because there's always a new fool who's entering the market at a lower price. So by thinking a little bit differently, I'm not saying you can discard it altogether, you probably have to glance at it, but I think you can talk and, and demonstrate to your clientele, your audience, your customers and so on, why it is that you're charging a better price, you know, better for you, <laughs> maybe a little bit more expensive for them, but why it is that they still, ultimately speaking, will choose to buy from you. This is Mikhail Pitzner. This was another episode of the Automated Millionaire uh, video slash podcast series. We are in our current series of the mistakes that we do as business owners when we are setting prices. We have more episodes on that, so tomorrow we'll look at the third mistake that we do when we're setting prices. I'll see you then.